Welcome everyone to my first podcast. This will be an informative one comparing the health of economically stable Korean college students in South Korea and Koreans in America. Now before that, we will introduce ourselves. My name is Junior Park and I am a high school student in Equity American School. Uh, my name is Kyuho. I'm a graduate from Equity. And I'm also a high school student in Equity. What this is for is a keystone project for seniors at our school. We do this to get a grasp of our future majors in colleges. As long as we design some kind of a project, have a goal in mind, do over 100 hours in courses, and read two books of 150 pages each, we can do almost anything we would like. Since I am a South Korean student myself, I wanted to learn more about college students in both South Korea and America. This project would allow me to learn more about the lifestyle about both these groups. Specifically, I did some research on nutrition, exercise, BMI, alcohol, smoking, and more. Based on everything I found, I created the thesis statement that the economically stable Korean college students in South Korea would be healthier or have more health factors than Korean Americans. To prove this, I asked 10 people per group, so that's 20 in total, to give me a complete food diary for a week to answer my survey. And then after that, I would analyze the data that I gathered and then state the results in this very same podcast. Now tell me, Kyo, what did you do for your project? Uh, I did about, so basically, in simplest terms, I tried to find a way to lower the temperature by using plants and stuff like that. Yeah, as you can see, we can do anything we want. And Yuho, I believe, wanted to do something like related to engineering. And that is what he came up with. So let's dive straight into my project. I've researched and worked with several factors on health. And the factors I chose were calories, fats, sugars, BMI, exercise, alcohol, smoking, and chronic diseases. So before we talk about our first factor, I just want to say that most of this information will come from quick searches in the internet. And yeah, so anyways, do you guys know anything about how calories are calculated, what kind of nutrients there are? Nope, I have zero clue actually. That's your idea. Okay, now that is actually fine because this is fairly simple. Nutrition is about using food for support for life. A main component of this is calories, which is a fuel for our bodies. Nutrition is split into two groups, macronutrients and micronutrients. Macronutrients are carbs, fats, and proteins that give us massive amounts of energy. Micronutrients are vitamins and minerals. Carbs are used for short-term energy, and they are 4 calories per gram. Sugar and glucose are types of carbs. Fats are also short-term, but they are 9 calories per gram. Proteins are long-term and therefore reparations in the body, and they are 4 calories per gram like carbs. I specifically decided to look into sugars and fats because most fast foods and desserts are high in these two macronutrients. A high consumption of these two can lead to obesity, heart disease, and other diseases. Nevertheless, I asked my 20 participants to name what and how much they ate of everything, 
and using an app called MyFitnessPal, it calculated the daily average calories for the week for that specific individual. Now please bear with me in this, as many of these estimates can be actually completely wrong. However, as a high school senior student in Guatemala, I believe that this is the most I could have done. The second uh, factor is BMI, which is body mass index. Do you guys know anything about that? Like a little bit, but not too much. Okay, well, just like nutrition, BMI is used for a fairly simple reason. BMI, or body mass index, tells you how much mass the population or sample has. Now, you have to pay attention to the word population there. Using BMI to compare individuals is not as effective as it is to compare populations. And this is because it only tells you how much mass people have. That is, it does not tell people what kind of mass they have. People have bones, muscle, and fat for body mass. That means that a bodybuilder and a sumo wrestler could have the same BMI even though one is high in muscle mass and the other one is high in fat. Nonetheless, to calculate BMI, you divide the individual's weight in kilograms by the height in meters squared. Now, anyone can really do this, but there are calculators out there online. Once you get this number, you compare with these standards. A BMI of under 18.5 is considered underweight, 18.5 to 25 is considered normal weight, 25 to 30 is considered overweight, and over 30 is considered obese. What I did to get the BMI of my participants is I asked for their weight and height, and then I calculated their BMI on my own. Now moving on to our next factor, exercise. Do you guys know the benefits or what it's for? It's probably just healthier for you now, just exercising. And you lose weight. You are both exactly correct. Exercise is for health benefits and to burn calories. It is especially great to maintain or improve cardiovascular and muscular health. Also, by burning calories, it helps people lose weight or maintain it at low body fat levels. You may ask yourself, well, how much exercise is actually necessary? Well, for adults, uh, which includes college students, 150 minutes of exercise per week is the bare minimum. Doing more than that across multiple days is way more effective, but this is the minimum requirement. What I did for my project is I asked people how much they exercised per week and how many days per week, how many total minutes they exercised per week. Well then, after exercise, the next factor we have is alcohol. Do you guys know anything about this? Um, that a lot of people drink. Also gain more weight. Yes, those two are true. But what is important about alcohol is actually what it does to the body. Other than the fact that it can get people drunk, alcohol can damage the liver. It builds up a lot of fats in the liver, causing alcoholic liver disease. Also, as you said, Samba, Alcohol makes people gain weight. This is due to alcohol having calories, 7, gram, 7 per gram to be exact. The problem is that alcohol that is consumed is prioritized to burn in the body, delaying the process of burning the food consumed previously. Due to this, drinking alcohol is not recommended at all, 
but the guidelines for drinking is one drink a day for women and two drinks a day for men. For my project, I asked participants to state how often they went out to drink and how much they drank. After that comes the second to last factor, which is smoking. Do you guys know anything about smoking? It's bad. So I actually did a little bit of research on this. I think, uh, what is it? It causes like heart problems, uh, not only to like the smokers, but like, to other people as well. So like even if you breathe, like the smoke, you probably have a high chance of like heart disease or something or anything along, along that line? Um, not exactly. You are on the right track though, especially about hurting those around the smoker more than the smoker itself. Smoking hinders the lungs. The black smoke gets trapped in the lungs, making it hard to breathe for smokers. This has caused some people to get lung disease and even lung cancer. Because of this, even one cigarette per day has shown to be pretty impactful, so I absolutely do not recommend smoking at all. Still, for the sake of my project, I asked how many days a week the participants smoked and how many cigarettes per day they smoked. Now, finally, chronic diseases. Do you guys know any chronic diseases and what they are? Uh, like, not too many. Oh yeah, I don't know, not, not that many. I don't know any chronic diseases either. Chronic diseases are those that require more than a year of continuous treatment. They include those like cancers, HIV AIDS, heart disease, and tons more. However, the ones I focused on were those that are affected by lifestyle choices, at least at a great amount. For example, obesity and heart disease are usually not seen in those who have been constantly physically active or dieting. And alcoholic liver disease is also rarely to be found in those who do not drink alcohol. The diseases I chose were heart disease, liver disease, obesity, diabetes, kidney disease, atherosclerosis, lung disease, high blood pressure, and high sugar levels. For my project, I asked participants to check which diseases from this list applies to them. Now that we are done with the background research, the data analysis comes along. To do this, I used an unpaired t-test, which is a statistical test that allows us to compare two different samples of two different populations. It is almost like being able to compare apples and oranges. In this case, our apples are Koreans in South Korea and our oranges are Korean Americans. In the test, we basically compare the means of the two samples and find the statistical difference. This is not to be confused with a numerical difference, as a statistical difference can be a difference of a very small number or a very big number. For my project, I ran this test eight times, one time for every factor. I used a Google Sheet program to do this, as manually doing this would take an extreme amount of time. For the sake of the sanity of most of the audience, I will not include any numbers in this part. If you are a numbers type of person, I will include all of the details and numbers after the outro of this podcast, so please stay tuned for that. After running the tests, these were the results I had gotten. For calories, I found no statistical difference between the two groups. For fats, I also found none. 
For sugars, I found none as well. However, for BMI, I found that Americans had a significantly higher BMI. For exercise, I found no statistical difference. But for alcohol, I did find that the Koreans in South Korea consumed a significantly higher amount of alcohol. And finally, for smoking and chronic illnesses, I found no statistical differences. In conclusion, at a 95% confidence interval, there was a significant difference between BMI and alcohol for both groups. BMI was significantly higher for Koreans in America, whereas alcohol consumption was significantly higher for Koreans in South Korea. Well, you might ask yourself, what is this 95% confidence interval? Well, basically in statistics, a confidence interval is a range that has a certain probability of containing the real or true statistic. As you may recall, my sample size is 20 in total or 10 per group. That is a very small sample size uh, compared to the whole population, where it's like millions of people. So it will most likely not be 100% accurate. Since the most popular interval seems to be 95%, I went along with it as well. And due to both groups having one superior or inferior health factor than the other, one group does not have better health than the other. And due to all this, my hypothesis was proven to be incorrect as I had stated that Koreans in South Korea would have better overall health than Koreans in America. Now I weighed every single factor at the same level, which is why I have come up with this conclusion. Well, were you guys surprised by any of these findings? I expected that Koreans in South Korea will, will be kind of unhealthier since I know like in South Korea they, they drink a lot, a lot of alcohol. Well then your thoughts were proven to be correct by my studies because the Koreans in South Korea did drink a significantly higher amount of alcohol than Koreans in America. But the reasoning behind my hypothesis was because when we think about the American cuisine, we have uh, fried foods, high fats, high sugar foods, processed foods, and that's why I thought that uh, the Korean Americans would have a significantly uh, unhealthier lifestyle. I expected like Americans to be like all healthier because I I I know America does a lot of junk. Like there's more junk food compared in Korea, but apparently Koreans um tend to drink a lot of of alcohol because of like the age required? Well, again, uh, because of nutrition, I believe that the Korean Americans would be unhealthier. But what, what did you think? You Did you agree with me or did you agree with someone? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought as well, because it's like, it's not like Koreans drink alcohol every day, right? And, but like food, you, you eat food every day. But like it depends on like what you eat, but like most commonly, like Americans eat like fast food or, or, let's say college students eat like food any any food that is really out there so they don't really care about their health right yes that is what i thought as well but we have failed to consider that these are college students and koreans can drink at 19 to 20 years old whereas americans can drink starting from 21. also south korea society is very fixated on alcohol consumption and finally I had weighed alcohol and nutrition at the same amount 
which is why it led to these results. Anyways, this is it for the podcast. Uh, once again, the statistics are there after the outro. And thank you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in for this part of the podcast, and this is everything about the statistics behind my study. Uh, once again, I used an unpaired t-test using a Google Sheet add-on uh, program to calculate the t-test, and I used a sample size of 20 on t- in total, 10 per group, and I used the t-test for 8 times, one for each factor, and these were the results I got. So. Uh, the mean calories consumed uh, for the week for South Koreans was 2,531, whereas the mean calories for Korean Americans were 2,589. So the t-statistic came out as 0.46, and the p-value came out as 0.33. So now because the p-value 0.33 is higher than the cutoff, and my cutoff would be 0.05, due to it being a 95% confidence interval, I failed to reject my null hypothesis, that is that the two means are the same. And then the alternative uh, hypothesis would be that uh, the two means are not the same. So I failed to reject it. For fats, uh, for South Koreans, the weekly fat average was 79 grams, whereas for Americans, it was 80 grams. Once again, Uh, I failed to reject the null hypothesis because the p-value is 0.44 and the t-statistic is Uh, 0.15 when um, the t-statistic cutoff is 1.73. For sugar, once again, um, for South Koreans, it was 38 grams uh, average for the week, whereas for Americans, it was 43 grams per week. Now, that's a 5-gram difference. However, it's not a significant difference because the p-value says that um, the difference is the p-value is 0.28 and the t-statistic is 0.58. So because of, however, the BMI for South Koreans was 22.5, whereas the BMI for Americans was 24. And surprisingly, uh, this was a, a significant difference because the p-value was 0.04 and the t-statistic was 1.85. And due to this, uh, we reject the null hypothesis that the two means are the same, and instead we accept the alternative hypothesis that the American BMI is higher than the Korean BMI. For exercise, the South Koreans had an average of 2.3 hours of exercise per week, whereas the Americans had an average of 1.6 hours per week. Uh, According to the p-value test and the t-statistic, the p-value only appeared to be be 0.17 and the t-statistic appeared to be 0.99. And due to this, we failed to reject the null hypothesis, meaning that they are not statistically different. For alcohol, the South Koreans uh, had 
an average consumption of 2.4 glasses uh, per week, whereas Americans had an average of 0.1 glasses a week. And because of this, the p-value turned out to be a very, very small 0.00028, and the t-statistic appeared to be very high, 4.7. And due to this, we uh, reject the null hypothesis and accept the alternative hypothesis that uh, the alcohol consumption in Korea is significantly different than the consumption in Korean Americans. For smoking, the average cigarettes per week for Koreans in South Korea was 0.2, whereas for Americans it was 0. And the p-value test showed that the p-value was 0.075, and the t-statistic was 1.5, so we do not reject the null hypothesis, and we get no statistical or significant difference. And finally, chronic diseases. The Koreans in South Korea had zero chronic diseases, and in America, there was one person, uh, which turned out to be 0.1 in total, uh, because 1 out of 10 is 0.1. And doing the two tests again, the t-statistic was 1, and the p-value test was 0.17, showing us that there is no reason for us to reject the null hypothesis, and we found that there is no significant difference. And yes, that is it. Thank you for uh, tuning in. And that is the end for the statistical part of my project. Sources that I used were healthline.com, consumer.healthy.com, ers.usa.gov, futuredish.com, sciencedirect.com, ers.usda.gov, uh, our world in data.org, pewresearch.org, uh, and then some courses on Coursera, like uh, Stanford Nutrition on Coursera, Understanding Obesity in Coursera, Questionnaire Design for Social Surveys in, in Coursera, Basic Statistics in Coursera, and finally, Lifestyle Medicine Part 1 in EDX.